Good now I think, there we go, there we go. <laughs> We've been doing this for, what, a year now, and we're about to get accustomed to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I, I apologize. We could see you, and we're like waving, we're doing all this stuff. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Scott. Sorry for uh, the uh, difficulty on our end. No, no problem at all. It might have been on our end. Who knows? <laughs> well, uh, the the main thing is uh, we got to we got to get going. All right, sounds good. <laughs> okay, my friend. Hey, well, let's uh, l- let me do an introduction, not as if though you need one, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll roll. Uh, so, welcome to Todd Talks, brought to you by the Church Network of Baylor University's George W. Truett Theological Seminary. Our guest today is Coach Scott Drew the head coach of men's basketball at Baylor University. Scott, a graduate of Butler University and Valparaiso University, is married to Kelly, and they are the proud parents of McKenzie, Peyton, and Brody. After a decade of coaching at Valparaiso, or Valpo as it's often known, Scott came to Baylor in 2003 to begin what is commonly described as one of the greatest turnarounds in men's basketball history. In only his fifth season in Waco, Coach Drew and the Baylor program turned the corner. The Bears' success in 2007 and 2008 brought national exposure to Baylor's men's basketball program as the team posted back-to-back 20-win seasons for the first time in school history and advanced to their first Big 12 championship title game. Then in 2011 and 2012, the Bears advanced to their second Elite Eight in a three-season span and had a program record of three players drafted in the NBA draft in 2012. Then this season, as if though I need to tell anyone, Coach Drew's 18th season at Baylor, he led the men's basketball team to win the 2021 NCAA Division I Men's Basketball National Championship. Coach Drew is part of the basketball family His father, Homer, and his brother, Bryce, are also widely known and respected in the world of men's college hoops. Coach, welcome. Delighted that you're with us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. (laughs) I appreciate you taking the time. One of us is more busy than the other. Scott, um, it's been over a month now since Baylor defeated Gonzaga 86-70 to to win the 2021 Men's Basketball Championship at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, Many of us have played that over time and again. Um, (laughs) First of all, congratulations. Uh, uh, Absolutely amazing. And then uh, secondly, Coach, um, as this stunning achievement has begun to kind of wash over you and sink in, um, what have some of your thoughts been? Well, first, uh, God really blessed us and allowed us to feel this. Uh, second of all, uh, to be able to share it with uh, not only a, a great group of young men or, 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 or players, but also uh, with the community and all the Baylor family. And uh, the parade was uh, just uh, something that uh, you dream about. Uh, and then it was even better than you thought it would be. Uh, it was a tremendous turnout, great energy and excitement. And uh, it was really a blessing being able to have all the past players um, be able to walk first and then because they laid the foundation and then allow uh, uh, our staff and then the players to ride. They deserve uh, uh, that. And 
uh, be able to just to see everybody's excitement with that was awesome. Coach, one of the things that just uh, so impressed me is your outreach to the players that uh, came before. I just thought that was absolutely astonishing, amazing. Thank you for doing that. Well, it, 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 they've, they've done so much for our program, put in time and effort. And the great thing is to see them being able to walk with their, either their, their spouse or their kids or grandkids. Uh, um, and, and, and for some of them, uh, they said it was one of the best memories they've ever had uh, uh, at the university. And uh, teammates seeing each other for the first time in 25, 30 years. So, uh, uh, again, that as a coach, you're like a parent. And people want to know what coaches do. All right, you're, you're parenting 15, 18 to 22-year-olds. And, and, you know, as parents, we're only as happy as our unhappiest child. And, and, and to see everyone excited and uh, having a great time uh, uh, definitely brought a lot of joy to our staffs uh, and our families. Yes, and for those who don't live in the Waco and surrounding communities, Coach, they don't even begin to understand what this has done for our community. Anywhere you drive, you'll see billboards and you'll see banners and you'll see uh, everything, congratulatory signs. And it's just, uh, it's remarkable to see. It's raised the spirits of the community. Uh, really, as we kind of come out of this COVID cloud, uh, that's almost uh, a symbol of it for us. Well, and, and, and the great thing is it, it, it takes a village to raise a man. It, it takes everybody to, to win a championship. So everyone's a part of it. And uh, it, it's great winning that last game because uh, uh, only two teams, the NIT champ and the NCAA champ, get a chance to do that every year. And the feeling you have going into summer and uh, obviously everybody that was a part of it uh, uh, deserves that feeling and excitement. And uh, that, that's what makes it. When, when uh, we call them championship problems, like when you get a little tired of maybe uh, uh, doing uh, 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 podcast Zooms or whatever, you're like, these are a blessing. These are great problems. So, Well, sorry to add to that championship fatigue, but thanks for humoring us. Hey, uh, so coach, um, as noted in the introduction, uh, this didn't happen in a minute. I mean, this took a long time, 18 years, two decades. Yeah. Uh, to put the program in the place that it now is. But let's go back kind of like at the sound of music to the beginning. Let's begin at the beginning. Scott, what caused you to come to Baylor in the first place? Far from being a powerhouse. I mean, the program was in disarray. It, it's not too fine a point to put on it to say that it was in shambles and a true disgrace. I mean, what, what prompted you to say, um, I, I, I hear the call, I take the assignment. Well, first of all, to hear the call or, or to know where you need to go, you got to pray. And uh, we have, came from a praying family. And obviously, my mom and dad uh, brought me up in church. And uh, as the years grew, my personal relationship grew with uh, our Lord and Savior. I mean, uh, when you pray about something and you feel led to go, you go. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, was, I, was, I was excited. And uh, uh, probably the only thing is, at the time, if you'd asked me, uh, will you win a championship? I'd said, yes, I just would have thought it would happen sooner than 18 years. So um, because I, I definitely felt that God had a, a great plan for us being here. And uh, obviously, uh, thus far, so good. Absolutely. Scott, you mentioned uh, your family. I want to ask you about your father in particular, Homer. Uh, we all uh, 
recognize your dad as the legendary coach that he is, but we know him at some remove. So I wonder if you could just share with us how he's influenced your life and your your own approach to coaching basketball at, at the highest of levels. Well, it, I always I always tell my dad the, the best compliment a son can give their father is to follow in their footsteps. So uh, he he did a great job always involving uh, uh, my brother and my sister, allowing us to be at the gym, uh, going to the, their games, traveling with them and feeling a part of everything. And and so he was he was uh, uh, not only my father, but also my mentor because I learned from him and uh, each and every day uh, my dad. Uh, uh, is in the Hall of Fame and uh, uh, had a great career, but more importantly, I learned how he uh, uh, ran his program and what that is uh, and was more the relationships he had with the players, more the family atmosphere, the more that he would spend time helping past players get jobs than spending time talking to recruits. And I'd always be like, "Yeah, we got to talk to the recruits." <laughs> but uh, um, uh, again, that's that's how he was able to. Uh, be so successful and lay the blueprint for um, really at the end of the day, everyone wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And uh, that's what we, we have a great family atmosphere, a great culture at Baylor university. We have a lot of our past players come back every summer or during the year to spend time uh, with the players. It's a player led program and all of that, in addition to the X's and O's and uh, uh, um, just how you handle uh, running practices uh, comes from my dad. And again, uh, sometimes people learn from four, five, six different people. Other times you're blessed to just learn one way. And if it works, uh, uh, there's no need. You're, you're all going to tweak things based on your personality and uh, uh, your personnel and your staffs and whatnot. But uh, I was really blessed to uh, learn from my dad. Scott, this uh, leads naturally and nicely into the next question I want to ask. And it's this. Um, uh, You've, you've been involved in college hoops now for some 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, how have you seen the game of men's college basketball change over the span mm -hmm. of time? And how have you and your own coaching staff pivoted and progressed over this uh, period of time? I mean, you know, uh, status quo didn't, doesn't hold. And so you, you, you've shifted. And even if you've had kind of a, a way to approach it, as you've said, you, you've tweaked it. Talk to us about this. Well, I think I think uh, first of all, every every coach needs to adjust their style uh, based on their personnel. And if you have a bigger, slower team, you're probably not going to play as fast. Uh, um, in the past, we've had a lot of six, eight, six, nine, six, ten, three man, and that that led to more zone. Uh, and then now we've played more guards, and that's led to uh, more man to man. Uh, so we've adjusted what we've done to our personnel, but I think. Is a general uh, uh, um, theme. You look at the NBA and, and its positionless basketball. It's yeah. a lot more guard play. It's a lot more. Uh, there, there's not the true post up game and the true big man, uh, big men in the NBA anymore or college. It's more uh, four or five guards out there spacing the floor and four out, five out uh, uh, offenses. So you're constantly adjusting. Uh, everything kind of follows the NBA. It just trickles down to us and. When Gold State was making all those threes and they were playing Draymond Green at six foot seven at the center, yeah. everyone realized, wow, we don't need to play a bunch of big guys. We can threes count more than twos. <laughs> and, and so uh, everybody kind of followed suit with that. As far as working with young people, I think 
the biggest thing that, that, that we try to do as a staff is explain the why more and work on the relationship part of things from the standpoint. Um, players don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And then the second thing is, uh, instead of just telling them we need you to do this or this, if you explain why, and then they understand the importance of it, uh, then you get a, a better effort out of things. So those are some things we try to focus on now. And coach, the transfer portal has really impacted uh, the college basketball game. And it seems to me that um, uh, uh, early kind of departure to NBA draft has as well. Yes. I know some leagues, uh, someone was saying the ACC might have 50% turnover rate this year. Um, and co coaches, uh, just like everyone, prefer stability. You like to know who's on your team. You like to work with people for more than one year. Um, but uh, as things change, we'll, we'll constantly uh, uh, evolve, change, and uh, do things to keep us uh, hopefully on the on the on the front end and the top end of things. So uh, we've been blessed because our coaching staff, I think, has a, a great rapport and relationships with our players. So we haven't been affected like other programs with uh, uh, as many transfers. In fact. Our transfer rate's always been one of the lowest, and you're always going to have some transfer rate because at the end of the day, there's 13 scholarship players and only five can play at one time. So uh, uh, eight are sitting, and, and as, as coaches, uh, sometimes it's best. Uh, people uh, uh, have other opportunities, but uh, we, for the most part, our, our staff really values and appreciates what everybody does and uh, tries to cherish uh, whatever their role is, and I think that's helped that where, where players have, have stayed longer at Baylor. And because of that, there's also been players that have been successful, like Torian Princeton at start till his senior year, and then he's a 12th pick in the draft. So it's great to have uh, examples like that. And then when Torian comes back in the summertime and explains that to the players and the young guys, they're like, yeah, this Torian told me, so it has to be true, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it also means that um, players uh, – stay in class and uh, they graduate. I mean, your graduation rate continues to be um, very, very high. And that must be immensely gratifying, Scott. Well, I think uh, the Baylor family deserves a, a, um, an assist on that. And that starts with the faculty or, or student athletes. Um, uh, we've led the Big 12, I think, graduation rate six or seven years in a row now. Yep. Um, with our with, uh, with our athletes and a big part of that is uh, uh, professors do a great job in uh, teaching and making their classrooms uh, uh, enjoyable and those relationships they get with people across campus it, it matters it means something and uh, when you graduate with a Baylor degree uh, that sets you up for long after you're done playing so our players understand the importance of that and again that's it takes a village to raise a man as we like to say over here and uh, uh, everybody's a part of that. Yeah, I often uh, during uh, the, the games uh, on, on commercials that you probably don't see, Scott, uh, the, the NCAA will say that um, uh, we're going to go pro in something else. And wow. so, uh, the, I, I mean, it's, it's wonderful that Baylor men's basketball is so uh, well represented in the NBA. But for those players who don't go on to the next level, it's wonderful that they are um, uh, they, they are fitted for success as a result of their studies and as a result of this support that they've received. So um, uh, a big assist uh, for that. Hey, Coach, um, let's talk about you. You've talked a bit about um, the Baylor men's basketball culture. I think 
all of us in these days, I'm just going to speak for myself, I've been absolutely captivated by this culture of joy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, if I watch a lot of Baylor men's basketball, and I, like, like others, I was uh, tuned in from beginning to end this year, I mean, sitting on the edge of my seat. And uh, one of the things is you could tell the players loved playing together. Uh, so much talent, uh, so much team, and it was just remarkable to watch. So uh, you, you've talked about, Scott, this culture of joy. Uh, share with us, what, what is this that animates uh, Baylor's ba- basketball team? And it not only animates it, it, it radiates out uh, from it. Uh, what, what is this? I think, first of all, our staff's done a great job in identifying people that fit our culture and fit at Baylor University and are going to represent the university in the right manner. And then uh, from there, when you have players that are on the team and they like one another and spend time with one another, it's easier to get them to be a player-led team and buy in. And obviously, uh, uh, joy is an easy way to remember uh, Jesus first, others second, yourself third. And if you have that order in life, no matter what you do, you're going to be successful. Um, but you know what, when you're, when you're following that order too, there is a lot more happiness and joy in your life. And I think, uh, uh, our players, uh, again, the right players have been brought in, uh, and, uh, that, that environment is nurtured and, uh, uh cultivated and helped them to be more, uh, uh, bold in their faith and, uh, in their relationships and, uh, just being able to, uh, um, acknowledge and honor uh, not only uh, uh, Jesus, but also uh, their teammates. And, and that's been something that is, as a coaching staff, we've really uh, enjoyed to be a part of as well. Well, it's been a, an utter delight to watch. And um, it has uh, made the Baylor Nation so remarkably appreciative uh, and proud. Scott, you're sometimes spoken of as the Mr. Rogers of college <laughs> basketball. <laughs> <laughs> having having been compared to Mr. Rogers myself, I, I, I got it. Uh, so so how, how does that strike you? I mean, you know. Well, well first of all, I, I don't know about you, but our, our most of our players, if it wasn't for the recent movie, they would have no idea who Mr. Rogers is. So, so you and I, we understand that. All right. So. Yeah. Would you be mine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but uh, uh, again, I, I, life's too short not to uh, have fun and, and and be appreciative and, and be excited. And, and that's one thing uh, um, I'm, I'm so blessed to have a staff that, that we iron sharpens iron. And uh, I, I think uh, uh, we try to uh, help each other be better fathers, better husbands, better men. Uh, and, we, and we do it with a smile and, and positive energy. And uh, again, it makes it easier to go to work to every, every day. And uh, again, so many people, uh, uh, um, aren't in those positions where they enjoy what they're doing and with their who they're doing it with, and we're just blessed to be able to to have that. And we spend so much time with our players and staff. I mean, uh, that's a big part of our recruiting is who do we want to spend time with? Because if you're if you're if you don't like who you're with, doesn't matter what kind of house you're in, it could be a, a multi million dollar house. You're you're not having fun if you don't like the people you're in there with. Yeah, my, my dad uh, says, uh, son, if you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your life. So there's, there's, some, uh, there's some truth to all of that. Scott, so um, you, you've been so generous with your time. I, I have a final question for you. 
Um, but before I do, I want to ask you uh, uh, this. Um, so one of the things that I, I couldn't help but notice is that uh, even as players uh, from uh, Baylor go into the NBA with some degree of regularity and enjoy great success, Scott, I've watched over the years how any number of your assistants have gone on now and they themselves are uh, head coaches of very successful programs. I mean, any number of us were rooting for ORU this yeah. year as a result, you know, not rooting for them like BU, but we, yeah. we were rooting for them. Uh, how, how does that feel? I mean, that must be absolutely fantastic to see colleagues go on and uh, do what you're doing in other places. Well, as, as a head coach, you want your players to reach their goals and dreams and you want your staff to reach their goals and dreams. And the great thing about Baylor is it allows our staff to not not feel they need to leave for a bad job, um, but to wait to go when they're called to go to the place they believe they're called to go to. So uh, like to Coach Tang's had opportunities, but I, we've been blessed that he's still here after 18 years and yes. uh, big reason why we've had success. But at the same time, Coach McCaslin and Coach Driscoll and Coach Mills, they've been called to different places. They've done very well, had a lot of success. And it's great to see just how they run their programs and what positive influences they are. Uh, how, how great was that to, uh, first of all, see North Texas uh, um, beat Purdue, and then you yes. got ORU winning two yes. games. And the irony is we're all in the same bracket and yeah, we wanted each other to win, but we really didn't want to play each other. So, exactly. uh, but, but it, it was, it was, it was, it was great seeing their success and just uh, how God's blessed them in their programs. So uh, here's the final question, Scott. Um, you uh, and your coaching staff and your team, uh, you, you've, you've reached the pinnacle of success. I mean, last time I checked, you can't do any better than winning a national championship. <laughs> so wh where, do you, where do you go from here? I, I mean, uh, what, what, what's next? How, how do you think, uh, okay, um, it's, it's wonderful to celebrate this day uh, this season, these successes, this run, uh, but what's your mindset moving forward? Well, well, number one, uh, uh, I did talk to uh, the GM of the Lakers and I asked him, how long did you celebrate? Um, and, and he said he did like uh, uh, Coach Vogel's answer. And that is we're going to celebrate this the rest of our lives. So uh, anyway, I think, I think, I think yeah. that, uh, the first time you do something and anytime you accomplish something, you're always going to celebrate it and remember it. At the same time, God created us to look forward. That's why I put eyes in uh, the front of our head, not behind <laughs> us. So uh, it's on to uh, uh, the next thing. And that is, uh, how can we continue to uh, uh, have a program that competes for national championships, wins national championships? And it's kind of like a great meal. I mean, you have a great meal. The next day, you're still hungry and you want another great meal. So, I mean, same thing with our staff. We want to we want to keep being successful. It's a lot more enjoyable to win than it is to lose. So we're going to keep working toward that. At the same time, uh, we'll always remember this. And that's one of the things we talked about with our players. Uh, there can only be uh, one first time. And uh, they'll be remembered uh, in Baylor history as the first championship ever. And the great thing, only the second championship in the state of Texas and Texas Western being the first in 1966. And you think of all the great programs oh, and, talent and only have one other championship. Amazing. And uh, uh, so uh, happy for Baylor, uh, uh, the Baylor family to be able to celebrate this. And, and you know, what's great is the whole state has celebrated it because 
a lot of a lot of people out there being in the great state and having uh, so many great high school players and and uh, people that have helped develop these young young people were all a part of it. So, well, Coach, um, on behalf of the Baylor family, and I know that this has been said many times, we're we're just awfully proud of you all and just uh, delighted for you and frankly for us <laughs> and. Uh, uh, all I can say is uh, thank you and uh, Sikkim Bears. Thanks for your time, Coach. Thank you. And thanks for all that you do. Thank you. Bye for now.